0: open, candid, honest clarity. Let's talk to the newsmakers and politicians and influencers and let's ask them your questions. Let's be clear. Thanks for listening to the Let's Be Clear podcast. Will you? Chris Kennergiani, and Stephanie Metzger. Again, this was the one that we were most I think
1: prepared for. When we were thinking about how to do these interviews and who to get, we wanted to find someone that had um, something to say that listeners might either not expect or that would just have the right formula. And I think she's a personality, but she also is dealing with subjects that are sometimes either taboo or controversial.
0: We're talking about Caitlin Bennett, the Kent State gun girl. And to me, it's one of those things where if you see a news story on Caitlin Bennett and you're at home, you probably have questions. So that's exactly what this is built for.
2: There are plenty of questions, plenty of comments on this one. I think that Of all the Let's Be Clears that we've done, this one probably generated the most comments and responses throughout the live stream. Um, And I would say that while there were a lot of, you know, snide remarks um, against Caitlyn or for Caitlyn, there were a lot of people in the comments focalizing their support for her and people who did like you kind of said just had genuine interest in her
1: I, I thought she would be hesitant actually to kind of put herself out there and let people ask questions and I admired that she was up for the from the get-go she she was looking forward to it
0: so we talked to her about guns about uh, what she's doing for infowars about Alex Jones who's another controversial figure all that in this edition of the Let's be Clear podcast. As soon as we announced that Caitlyn Bennett was going to be joining us, a lot of negativity, a lot of people saying, why are you giving her this platform? Uh, why are you bringing her in? Here's the thing. Caitlyn has a platform already. She has one hundred sixty thousand Twitter followers. You already have a platform. Yeah. She already has a platform. We wanted to bring her in because she is in Northeast Ohio. She's in our community. Whether you agree with her or disagree with her, She's a newsmaker. She's been covered by everybody from the Washington Post to the local news, so we thought this would be a good opportunity to bring her in, have a nice civil discussion, and take your questions for her. But I'm going to start us off with a question. Uh, I want to go back to kind of what started this all for you, that photo. Mm -hmm. What was it about gun rights that made you feel so passionate about, I'm going to take this photo, and you knew that you were going to get a reaction out of it, but you did it anyway?
3: Yeah, so my school, Kent State, you know, where I went to college is super liberal. They push gun control in their classes. Uh, The students there, the the prominent clubs are very liberal left-leaning and they push gun control as well. And as soon as David Hogg became a thing, I saw a lot of students demanding gun control everywhere, all across campuses, high school, college, it doesn't matter. So I said, where's my side? Where's the people who think like me? Why aren't we doing anything about it? So I said, well, If no one's going to do anything, I will. I'll take it upon my shoulders to do it. I organized an open carry event um, with someone from Cincinnati named Jeff Smith, and we had about 50 armed people in April before I graduated, uh, just on campus talking to students about gun rights. And then that kind of really didn't drive the point home to these people that I wasn't going away and that that wasn't the last thing I was doing. So I said, I'm graduating. I'm going to go out with a bang, and I certainly did. I did not expect it to get as much attention as it did. I only wanted the administration to look at it and listen to me. That's what I wanted, and they did. They did listen to me. Um, you know whether or not it was giving them the right thoughts. You know that that's up to them. I, they don't like me anyway, so I mean, it was to get my point across, and I think it did that.
0: You obviously are very pro-gun, but where where is the line?
3: No gun control at all. No gun control at all? No background checks, no restrictions. Uh, If the government can have it, if the military can have it, we should be able to have it. There is no reason why the government that forces us to pay taxes through violence it forces laws that are unjust upon us there's no reason why they should have this heavy artillery and this heavy equipment and all this firepower to make us do whatever we want
0: so there's no line at all i mean you think that someone like me i can go like to the tank store and buy a tank or how about nuclear weapons do you think that yeah. there should be a line anywhere no just anybody can grab if the
3: government can have it to potentially use it against us we should be able to use it against them to protect ourselves. And I know that's radical, and I, I can see from your face that you're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? But the point is, if when we were declaring our independence from Great Britain, if we didn't have the same weapons that they had, how can only 3% of the nation claim our independence for us? That's, it's just so telling. So it doesn't matter that technology has increased you know people you don't need permission to get on twitter and use twitter to practice your free speech you shouldn't need permission to practice your second amendment right
0: should parents be held responsible if their children get a hold of their guns and cause a shooting that comes from cooper
3: i think yes absolutely their parents should be held responsible if they do anything wrong uh... i'm not saying that everybody should have guns that's not what i'm saying I'm saying that everybody should have access to them. So when I say no gun control, I mean no government-regulated gun control. But private businesses like this store behind me, they should have restrictions on their private sales. That's what I mean. So when you go so into we're that store, background checks? if a private store wants to do background checks, absolutely, that's fine. It just should not. It should not be government-regulated because that's such a slippery slope. Because you know the government can go in and say well, here, we're going to legalize weed for people who have a medical condition. And then they'll be like, and on top of that, you now lose your Second Amendment rights because you need uh, cannabis or weed or something like that for a, an illness that you have. That's how they play you. They do not want you to be armed. And I think everybody just doesn't understand that.
0: It's a very polarized country, and, mm-hmm. and you're on one side of it. And you're getting a lot of reaction with a Twitter or Facebook what is it percentage wise breakdown? What do, you, what do you typically see when you post something?
3: Facebook is about 90% positive. Instagram, it depends on if a liberal finds my page and then they tag me and I'll get my engagements will go from 20,000 face, or Instagram page visits to 70,000 in a day. And it'll be I'm gonna kill your white family, your white POS. Um, You should shoot yourself, you know, link up with me, I'll take care of you. It's disgusting. Um, How do you deal with that? Well, my boyfriend and I actually have a game. So we will go through it and we'll try to select which hate mail will have a certain word in it. They like to say the word head ass. I don't know what it means. I, I don't know what that means at all. But we have a game where we go through and try to find the comment and the message that says head ass. So we make a game out of it. There comes a point after seven months of the same insults and the same death threats, it doesn't affect me anymore. And I don't care. So while they're still doing this, uh, half the time I don't read them. I don't go back on my Twitter and read comments. So if anybody's out there leaving mean comments on my Twitter trying to get my reaction, I don't read them. So I post what I wanna say. I'm me, I'm 100% unfiltered me and I go on with my day.
0: Twin Super wants to know who your biggest role models and how they have impacted your life.
3: My biggest role models. One would be my dad. He was, I thought when I was growing up, he was too hard on me. But now I realize that because of how he raised me is to be a strong woman and to kind of Be humble about yourself, but also don't take any crap from anybody. That's where I am where I am now. And he he tells me all the time, he's like, I don't know where you got this from. And I'm like, I got it from you. We act the same, we say the same stuff. We don't care what anybody thinks. So my dad is definitely a big role model to me. But also if we're thinking about bigger, I guess conservative figures, I really like Steven Crowder because he does the same thing. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. I would say my boyfriend, Justin, is a role model to me because he kind of pushes me to keep going. That's a nice no drop and that he's
0: standing in the room.
3: Yeah, he is standing in the room. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without him. So,
0: so this is from uh, Samantha who wants to know, do you think it's appropriate to shove a microphone in a child's face and follow them around with questions about abortion and murder? So this is uh, for people that haven't seen you. You made this video where you went to people and it was uh, about abortion rights. Take me to... Your, your viewpoint here. Well, I want because... to ask
3: Samantha do you think it's appropriate to misrepresent a video and then ask a misleading question like that? That's not appropriate, Samantha. But furthermore, I think it is absolutely appropriate to tell little girls that are being brainwashed by their fathers to support abortion when they're six, year old, six years old. It is absolutely appropriate to tell that little girl the truth. I have no apologies. I will not apologize for telling the little, a little girl the truth that abortion is murder
0: you said your dad was one of your role models.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm a parent myself. I mean, do you see from the side of a parent, like no matter even if they agreed with your side or not, Maybe they were a little bit, uh, you know, on, on, the, well, what on the fence about someone coming up and putting a yeah. microphone in their kid's face. Well,
3: I didn't put a microphone in the kid's face. The kid approached me, and she wanted to talk to me because I had a microphone. Her dad actually looked at her and pointed at me and my friend and said, don't turn out like those idiots. Don't turn out like them. Those people are crazy. And as soon as, when I started filming, you know, before I started filming, he actually looked at her, bent down, and did it again was like, those people are crazy, they don't stand for your rights, I don't I don't remember what the little girl's name was, but um, that's when I actually held the microphone up to him, and wanted him to say it in the microphone, and then his little girl turned around, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to tell her the truth, I'm going to tell her the truth, I didn't mean to use that footage until he said that he would murder me, so I think it's super funny that more people were upset that I engaged with a child when she was in a setting, in public, around women yelling vulgar things about the President and conservatives and people with Make America Great Again hats on, what I think is more troubling is that I never told a little girl that I would murder her or abort her. Her father said that he would murder me. I don't care what people think I told the little girl the truth and she needed to hear it
0: I think what most people probably had the issue with is the kid a lot of I'm parents sure they like they can yeah. they can relate to being a parent and you just would do anything for your child
3: then I would disavow that man even having her there in the first place you don't use your child as a political prop that's disgusting
0: when you go out and, and, and do these they're very man mm-hmm. on the street and I'm, I'm gonna put my mic and yeah. let's talk what's your goal there is it to have like a very like civilized are you trying to change that person's mind? Or is it to get a reaction? Is it to get some attention to maybe a subject that you want to get attention to?
3: I want to expose these people. I want to expose them for how intolerant they are. Um, when I'm going out doing Man on the Street interviews, my intention is to get their opinion. If they give me a crazy opinion and something they say something crazy, like I interviewed a guy Saturday, which would be two days ago, who said that he thinks the kids from the Covington Catholic High School deserve to be shot up. He would not disavow the death threats against their life, uh, so I go out there to get their opinion and I straight up, I ask them for consent before I do these videos, unless they're yelling at me. Then I'm going to put the microphone up and say it to the microphone, say it to the camera, let me put it out there. If you're going to be so hateful, I'm going to expose the intolerant left for who they really are. Intolerant. They're disrespectful and they're nasty. So. I go out there with the intention of getting their opinion and putting it out there for people to listen to. I don't debate them. Usually, I don't debate them unless they're calling for people to be shot up. Then I will debate them and I will expose them. But I give them the chance to get their opinion out, and if they don't want, they don't want to do it. Then that's fine.
0: You go back a year ago. You're getting what was it, a biology degree yeah. from Kent State. Now you're traveling all over making these. I mean, is is that a job for you? Is that Ten years—is this what you want to do, or is it kind that of a pivot be, point to politics? What, what do you? What's your end game here?
3: Well, when I was in school, I decided halfway through my college education that I didn't want to do biology. I didn't want to do that. I got passionate about politics because of Trump and everything surrounding there, and I saw firsthand on college campuses how conservatives are treated. So I wanted to be the person that gave everybody else a voice who felt like they couldn't stand up for Trump or for gun rights or for capitalism. Um I got involved with an organization that ended up not really fitting my type of conservatism so I left and I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'll just do me. I'll do my own thing. And that's what happened. I broke away from this org that controlled me and controlled what I want what they wanted me to say to saying whatever I wanted. And it worked, and ultimately my goal still planned out that I wanted to be involved in politics when I graduated. I didn't drop out of college because I didn't want to be a college dropout. I still love biology, I love science, I love animals, but I'm so glad doing what I'm doing.
0: Is there a pivot point that you want to run for an office? No. No,
3: no. I think politicians are corrupt.
0: Right now, I mean, you're going city to city. Mm -hmm. Is that, who's who's paying for that? How do you you make money (laughs) off of this?
3: I have a Patreon where people who support my activism uh, fund it they fund my trips they fund uh, everything that I do and so thanks to all my patrons who are watching if you're watching this but they support me from that and then also obviously I have a job with infowars so
0: a lot of people are actually asking about infowars so let's go to there mm-hmm. um, Alex Jones controversial figure yeah Do you kind of align with everything he says, or he's just a boss, he has his opinion, I have mine? Do
3: I agree with everything Alex Jones says? No. And he loves that. He does not want everybody at InfoWars to be an echo chamber. He wants people with different opinions putting out there. As long as we're exposing the deep state and going against the state and the government and exposing them, he's all for it. Um, So we can have differing opinions, and I think that's super important. How I got involved with them is that when I was going around doing Man on the Street interviews, Millie Weaver from InfoWars asked me to come along with her a couple of times. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, Millie's cool. That's awesome, InfoWars. And then they realized that I do exactly what they do. We're kind of the same. We believe in the same thing. So eventually they asked me to come on board part of the team, and I said yes.
0: We, we talked a little bit before about how you deal with trolls because you, yeah. you, you <laughs> do get a lot of negativity what do you say to the people that say you kind of troll people
3: oh I, I do that's fine i mean i'm not complaining about the trolls that come on my page or whatever um, i i think it's fine a lot of people a lot of tro- there's troll groups on facebook like i said before i said if people ask about a couch it's because it's getting trolled i used to be a part of those groups that would go and ask people how much their couches for sale it's funny um, trolling is just funny and yeah i do it I. I don't care if other people do it either because it's just the internet. If you get so hung up on what the internet's doing, what people on the internet are doing, trying to get a reaction out of you, you're going to have a bad time.
0: This is from Troy. Do you think President Trump will get his border wall and do you think he'll win in 2020?
3: I think he will get his border wall. I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with it, but he reopened the government temporarily and he basically said you have until February 15th to get your crap together. And if you don't, Uh, He alluded to declaring a national emergency and he's going to build the wall. And I think he said something about drafting it for $7 billion, which is more than he was asking for in the first place. I think he's going to build his wall because he won't win in 2020 if he doesn't. His base voted for him because of the wall. We would chant build the wall at his rallies. That's what his supporters want.
0: This is from Bo. Do you think convicted criminals should be allowed to own guns?
3: It depends on... The definition of criminal which is again where that line draws. So there are felons, so if you are a felon you can't have a gun. There are nonviolent felons that may just have drug charges. I believe in ending the drug war. I think every single drug should be legal. I think that would solve a lot of gun crime actually. Um, I think it's 80% of gun homicides and gun violence that happens is drug related. We won't talk about that. I think as right wingers as Republicans, I'm not a Republican, but Republican you yourself I consider myself a libertarian, a right wing libertarian because there's libertarian parties all I'm not part of a libertarian party. they are all over the place, so I don't align with that, but I have to specify that I'm a right wing libertarian because I believe in you know, a closed border in capitalism. There are some libertarians that believe in socialism. I don't know how that happened, but um, it's there. But I think as Republicans, we need to recognize if you support gun rights, you also need to support drug reform and legalizing drugs because that would end half of the problem.
0: Mainstream media. This is not something that I think you're a big fan of, right? right? You've kind of been outspoken about that. What is it about mainstream media that you don't like? Is this mainstream media right now or are we mainstream media?
3: No, this isn't because you're having a real conversation with me and you're letting me respond. Mainstream media, uh, uh, you know, um, Washington Post, even Fox News, CNN, all that stuff, all those mainstream sources that people go to that are, you know, ranked in the top ten on, you know, website ratings or whatever, those are the people who will not give you – Something we're not give you the facts and let you make up your mind. They tell you what to think before all the facts are out there. and
0: So you think they have an agenda?
3: Yes, I do. I think both sides have an agenda.
0: Let's say you're forty years old, fifty years old. <laughs> when you look back, do you think you're going to have any regrets, or do you think you're going to be glad that you came up this way? I mean, because you're outspoken enough right now, where it'd be hard to pivot anywhere, right? You're, yeah. you're kind of out there. This is who I am. Um, do you think you have any regrets when you when you get older?
3: Nope. No, I have I have been given a once in a lifetime opportunity that so many people my age wish they had. They wish they had their own platform. They wish that they could walk down the street and people ask to take pictures with them, or you know, get people to say you inspired me to go out and get my CCW. You inspired me to go out and do this or start a conservative club on campus. I've been given a once in a lifetime opportunity just from being myself and taking a stand against the liberal agenda and. I have no regrets. I say every day, you know, Justin gets kind of upset sometimes and he's like, delete your Twitter. I want to have a normal life. And I look at it and I'm like, no, I wasn't given a normal life. And I'm so happy that I wasn't because I love what I do. I love that I'm able to inspire people. But I also love that I have so much control over people's emotion that I can, you know, when I go out on a college campus, they flock to me. Whether they hate me, whether they love me, they're still thinking about me, and I'm able to drive them in droves, and they follow me around campus. That's empowerment. Talk about women empowerment, people caring so much about you one way or the other. They follow you around to hear what you have to say. Do you think
0: say. you change people's minds when you talk to them?
3: I think I do. I, I think I, I'm I really do. I believe
0: a lot of times people seek affirmation, not information. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people would come to you and be like, I hold her viewpoints, or maybe that somebody that doesn't hold your viewpoints wouldn't come to you. Do you, do you feel like you get to people and, and, yes. and get them to change their mind to I
3: think I do, uh, especially on gun rights, especially gun rights on college campuses. There's a lot of times where I just go out on campuses without the cameras and I just talk to people. And so many people will walk away saying, I didn't know that, or wow, that changes my mind. I at least get them to open up the idea that if you don't want a gun, that's fine. But don't tell Sally over here that she can't. Because so, she wants to defend herself. If you don't want to have that means of self-defense, that's fine. But don't tell someone else they can't. And I think most times I get them to walk away with the, with, the, with the thought of I'm being a little selfish by saying my right to feel, you don't have a right to feel safe, but they believe that they do. My, you know, want to feel safe overrides someone else's right to self-defense. I think they walk away with thinking a little bit about I'm being selfish. Um, but my goal isn't to change people's minds. And I've been super 100% clear about that from day one. My goal is to influence people who already think like me to take a stand and stand up for themselves. Because so you're trying to
0: bring people kind of out of maybe hiding yeah, or yes. uh, of maybe not speaking their opinion.
3: Yeah, because if I had someone like me there for me when I started college, I would have been doing this a lot sooner. But I was intimidated. I was scared. And once I finally got over that, I You know, I didn't care if people called me racist or a bigot or a homophobe. I stopped caring, and I just said what I wanted to say. And now I'm where I am now.
0: Do you play to that sometimes? I know there was the one. There was a Newsweek article they wrote on you about milk.
3: Oh my god! You taking a drink of milk? (laughs) It's that 3D chess. So, Peta came out and said that milk was a symbol of white supremacy. Ridiculous! The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So what do I do? I reply to the tweet: Drinking a gallon of milk gain a couple thousand followers have more people showing you know reading my message getting my opinions getting their brain working reading my stuff and then they write articles what does that article do prove that mainstream media and you know the, these leftist sites are so ridiculous that they are actually reporting on a girl drinking milk that is news it, that's not news it, it's exposing them for who they are how ridiculous how ridiculous that would be, they are would
0: you say that was a troll job on you
3: yes yeah, that's trolling. And people bought
0: it and hooked it, and it was <laughs> yes. a total joke. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If they think I'm a white supremacist because of that, they probably aren't smart in the first place. So I don't care.
0: What would you say is the the most that people get behind you on? Is it guns? You're known as the Kent State gun
3: girl. Yeah. No, it's guns. Yeah, that's what I'm known okay for. You okay with that? Yes. Yeah. If I I I say this all the time, if I want the whole world to know something about me, it's that I carry because I will defend myself and I can defend myself. I feel super safe when I walk around because I am known for advocating for the right to self-defense.
0: Some people who have been in some of your recent videos say that they're getting the, the death threats and they're getting the backlash on social media now <laughs> because of that.
3: Oh, is it Russ? Do
0: you bear any responsibility in that? No.
3: Mm-mm. Uh, you know, you, I can't be responsible for every single one of my followers. I can disavow it. I don't think any of my followers should be sending anybody death threats.
0: Would you ever come out and, and, and say, "Hey guys, like you know, thanks for supporting me, but let's leave these people alone"? Or yeah. do you encourage that? What, what? No,
3: I don't encourage it. Okay. I never have encouraged it. I say multiple times, um, I've spoken out. No one should be sending anybody death threats. So I'm not responsible for what my followers do. I don't condone that type of behavior, though. But I'm not responsible.
0: I got one more question for you. You carrying right now? Yep. <laughs> I didn't upset her. <laughs> Caitlin Bennett, Thanks for sitting down with Thank us you. and taking some questions. Thanks for being a part of Let's Be
1: Clear. Her provocative nature, I think, gave some people on our crew uh, the idea going into this interview that maybe they weren't going to like her or like the interview or they were going to be offended or outraged at something that she said. But to a person, I think everyone on that crew, when we were done with the interview, said, well, she was better than I thought she'd be. And that isn't a slam on her. It just tells you the preconceived ideas we have in this pop culture world that you can just make a snap decision, I don't like that person. And this format where we let someone talk for 20, 25 minutes and you get to really hear them and get a better feel for them, why I like it so much, because you get to really understand who these people are. And maybe you don't like their perspective, but you might like them better as a person.
0: Maybe what we've lost a little bit, and I don't mean to to sound high horsey in society, is – We've lost the idea that we can disagree with someone but still appreciate that they're a human that has their own opinions and maybe still like them. Like, I may not like the same basketball team you do, and we both may disagree on how to raise kids, and we both maybe are a different religion as well as have different opinions on guns. But we can go out and, and grab a coffee and have a 45-minute pleasant discussion and, and be friends and go see a movie. Like, we don't have to agree on everything.
2: Yeah, I think this definitely gave a new new look to Caitlin. And I think it put her in a different situation where, you know, she couldn't wave a microphone in someone's face. And, you know, we were the ones asking her the questions. And I'll admit that prior to this interview, I was really anxious and nervous about some of the comments we were going to get because I'm the one who has to filter through them. And I was even prepared to, for the next step. I was prepared for trolls because I know that internet trolls go after Caitlin a lot. They'll find little strange, bizarre ways to troll um, like her her own live streams. I know that one of the things is they'll ask how much the couch costs. Right. So I was even prepared for some of that. But I was also pretty impressed at you know our, our viewers for not getting too nasty.
0: Yeah. So we go from a woman that's kind of getting into TV to someone that's been in TV for a while. ESPN's Hannah Storm has really been around doing literally everything in TV and breaking the glass ceiling for female broadcasters. She is our next interview on the Let's Be Clear podcast.